What's up, everybody? This is your girl, author Monique Duel, and welcome to the 95th episode of Having a Moment with Moni, streaming here on the award-winning Hot Radio Network from Benin, Nigeria. Hey, family. Hey, I pray that all is well with you, that you have had a productive week and that something transpired that challenged you, that changed you, that pricked your heart, that made you see God in a different way. Yeah, because that's the whole goal. We want to see God in a different way. We don't want to miss a moment with him and we want to grow in grace. Amen. So listen, y'all, thank you for your love and support as we are climbing to the monumental 100th episode. I cannot be more pleased, y'all. It has been quite the journey and I've taken it with you guys. And so my heart is full with gratitude today, to say the least. And so the excitement is building as we get to the 100th episode. I'm not sure how we're going to um, kick off the big 100. I'm still on that one. But trust me, soon as I get it together, I will let you know. So listen, Saturday, uh, October 21st, we will be at the Birchwood Community Park and Recreational Center at 1331 Fenwood Avenue in Oxon Hill, Maryland, 20745 uh, from 11 until... <laughs> This ability will be in the building. We will have Grief is a Gangster, Handicapped Mom, Lessons I Learned Through Cerebral Palsy, Jeremiah the Jackrabbit, a couple of hoodies and some more goodies. So come on by the table, get you a few books, a, a hoodie, a shirt, get some love or prayer, whatever it is that you need from the Lord, we will supply. Why? Because God supplies all of our need according to his riches and glory. Okay. All right. Listen, y'all, school is kicking my keister, okay? Uh, not because the work is hard, trying to manage my life schedule around school. Y'all, I took two classes for these eight weeks. I know y'all saying, Monique, why did you do that? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking, y'all. No, seriously. Um, But I'm kicking it. Um, I have an A average in both classes right now, so I'm good to go. Uh, it was, was it a lot of work? Yes. <laughs> uh, my history class alone is time consuming. Now my educational classes are a breeze because I used to work in education. So it's like being in the classroom and people asking me questions about how to run my classroom basically and different learning theories. And so it's been good. Um, <clears throat> y'all. This whole discipline thing, who it takes consistency to be disciplined, y'all. It takes dis consistency to be disciplined and to reduce distractions. Because I'm telling you, every time I turn around, it all it takes is for me to open my laptop or act like I'm going to do my homework. Y'all know how it is when you grade do anything, whether it's homework or something for the Lord or whatever. Your phone will start ringing and tweaking and all that. Here comes somebody at the door, and and just it's just it's just always something, right? But we have the power to dismiss and dismantle, you know, the distractions through discipline. <laughs> um, I realized that I was overwhelmed, you guys. And so um, if that wasn't enough, just the other day, the other two classes that I was supposed to take dropped. And I'm like, wait a minute. These two classes aren't supposed to start yet. So, y'all, they had me down for a serious overlap. I had two extra classes that was going to start Monday, which was which is the 23rd. 
So now I would have had to take four classes for at least two more weeks because my other two classes had not been finished yet. No, ma'am. I had to call the school and say, look, we're not finna do that. And so I got everything straightened out, you guys. And so after these two classes, I won't have to go back um, to school until January the 15th to start um, the next set of classes. Uh, I am a lot of things, y'all. And I have been called a lot of things, but uh, I'm only one person. And that was beyond me. <laughs> that was beyond my capacity to do. And I told one of my family members, my family members was like, well, well what was wrong with that? You, um, you're superwoman. You can handle it. I said, no, no, no. I said, I'm not superwoman. I said, and the only way I would be able to do those uh, classes is if you guys were gone. And she said, what? And I pointed to her and I pointed to, to Jeremiah. I said, if you guys weren't here or I didn't have the responsibility that I have with you guys, then I could do a whole lot of stuff. She said, oh, uh-uh, don't put me in it. I said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right there in the cusp. Yeah, you are. I'm like, because um, even though you're the caregiver and things like that, I have to micromanage you just like I have to do Jeremiah. So, yeah, I can do that. I can say that. I don't think she took that well, but hey, mm-mm. because you said it in a sarcastic way, trying to be funny. And so, see, this is the thing, y'all. I don't come for people and do all that. But when you jump yourself out there and and, you know, trying to sarcastically throw me under the bus, then I'm going to respond. And my thing is, hey, you shouldn't have made the comment if you weren't ready for my response. To say a comment, why would you say, why would you say something like that? You see every day, daily, what I have to deal with with Jeremiah. You see the things that I'm trying to implement for him. And you see the, the ins and outs of the things that I'm going through. Why would you even say such a thing? You should say good for you because, you you know, that's overwhelming trying to do all of that. Slow and steady wins the race. Take, you know, your one class every eight weeks at a time. Yes, it's going to take you longer to finish. But hey, at least you're going to finish. That's what should have been said or something to that effect. Not, you know, that whole whatever it is she called herself doing. So, hey, (laughs) you know, and I said it to her in a nice way. I could have said plenty of other things. Y'all trust and believe I could have went very Patty LaBelle with her, but I didn't do that. Um, I am learning, you guys, that who child boundaries are necessary. You got to set boundaries with people because as you can hear, as you can hear me telling you this story, people are going to say whatever they want to say to you out of their mouths. And they're going to do whatever it is they think that they they can do to you unless you stop it, unless you intervene and let it be known. Uh Uh-uh, we're not doing that. We're not going to do that because, uh... (laughs) No, we, we, we just, no, not, not today, not tomorrow, not next week, not, not next year. No. So at any rate, y'all listen, God is so good and so faithful because when I tell y'all this week was like, I'm glad that we are closer to Friday than we've ever been. Actually, y'all where I am, it is Friday (laughs) and, uh, yeah, yeah, I know, um, I did not um, 
record this show early in the week y'all i told y'all before i try to record in the middle closer to the end because certain things don't you know jump off until wednesday or thursday and i want to be able to tell y'all about it right uh and so um I am grateful to God for his provision because Jeremiah, I told you guys, Jeremiah needed new glasses. And, and I said this before, I did not have $600 for glasses. What I found out was y'all this week when I went to get him some new glasses, finally thinking that I had enough money saved up that, you know, to put down because, you know, when you when you put your order in for your glasses, they allow you to pay partial and then you get to go pick up the glasses later. So, y'all, I had my my little chump change that I said, okay, this should be enough to hold them so they could do the glasses and hopefully, God willing, uh, he will provide the rest. Um, They said, Miss Dewey, yes, Jeremiah has insurance. But the insurance does not cover the eyeglasses. It only covers the eye exam. I'm like, excuse you? What? You mean to tell me my son is a whole disabled adult and he's, he can't get glasses? He can't get glasses covered through his insurance and he has rim for insurance, which means he he is supposed to have access to whatever it is he needs. Because of the nature of his disability, that's what rim is, rare and expensive medicine. That's what it's for. That's what it's designed to do. They're like, mm-mm, it just covers the eye exam. Now, listen, y'all, I told y'all this, I don't know how many episodes before, but for my son to get an eye exam, he has to get put under anesthesia just to get his eyes examined <clears throat> because he will not keep his eyes open. He doesn't like his eyes to be touched. He will try to fight you. So as soon as he see you coming with the little um, light thing to go towards his eyes, oh, he's shutting them tighter than a virgin's who hatch. <laughs> yeah i know y'all that was the first thing that came to my mind don't come for me it's early in the morning it's, it's 9 42 on friday morning and i'm kicking this out okay um he has to get put to sleep so that means we gotta go you know we we make the appointment <clears throat> i don't know what's going on with my throat this morning y'all y'all pray for me um <clears throat> We have to go through the, you know, schedule the appointment. Then we got to consult with the anesthesiologist and all this other kind of stuff for an eye exam. Y'all, that, listen, I get up and go to the to the eye doctor. I sit in the chair, get my eyes examined, bang, boom, blossom, I'm done. Mm-mm. It's like a 12-step program to do one thing with my son. He not having it, Okay. He he not having it. So we got to consult with the anesthesiologist and go through his medical history and all this stuff. Like he's having a major medical procedure for just for an eye exam. Okay. Just to get his eyes checked, so I get prescription for his glasses. So um, first of all, he's severely nearsighted. Um, we are looking for... Uh, when we do, when they do the eye exam, they're looking at the condition of his retinas to make sure his retinas are still intact because he's so nearsighted. If his retinas detach from the back of his eyes, he will be legally blind. Okay. Those are not good odds. Okay. Uh, his lenses are so thick. He needs a sturdy frame. And most of the time, these sturdy frames are hundreds of dollars because they got to hold up these heavy lenses that are super thick. And he need transitions because for obvious reasons, like I said, for the, the retina issue, the light, you know, the doctors does not want, you know, his eyes to be exposed to bright light like that. His eyes at nighttime, y'all, before he go to bed, they're red. 
or at least one of them is when he wake up in the morning one of them is red because he has allergy eyes and all that so we got a plethora of things going on needless to say after she told me that and i picked out the frame she says uh mr um you've had this <clears throat> prescription for a while why didn't you come uh to get the glasses sooner i said because you have to have money to get glasses correct she said yeah i say and as you can see you just told me that his insurance don't cover the glasses correct yes i said so how did you think i was going to get the glasses i don't work i've been a stay-at-home mom most of jeremiah's life out of the 23 years and I say, let me thank you, first of all, for allowing me to bring his old glasses that still fits his face just fine uh, so that we can compare them to the new frames and to bring the prescription without him. I said, because a lot of our kids are bedridden and things like that. They can't even get out to do these things. They they can't get out the, the you know, to get fitted for glasses and stuff after they have the exam and they get transported to the hospitals in ambulances and all that. So, first of all, thank you which saved me a whole lot of times however i did not realize how much time had actually went past y'all since i had the prescription thankfully we within we were in the within the two-year period because after two years they won't take the prescription so this is how long it has taken me to come up with the money to get him glasses out of all of these programs out here for special needs families and things like that, there aren't any for glasses anymore. There used to be a free eyeglass program and vision program through Columbia Lighthouse for the Blind. And Jeremiah used to go there faithfully for his glasses for about five years or so until they shut the program down. The glasses were completely free because he had a disability. That was the only that was the requirement that your child has a disability, a documented disability, and the glasses were covered. They did the eye exam and all of that. Baby, we, I'm telling you, y'all, we don't have these wonderful services like we used to that the families of special needs individuals need. He's an adult. Okay. And that $936 a month that they give them for Social Security, and I'm not complaining, I'm just making a point. It is not enough to to do anything that they really need to be done. If his glasses were $600, that, that's more than 40% of his money gone. Okay? That's more than that. I mean, we went through a lot trying to get these glasses. A lot, y'all. Y'all hear the background. These these microphones are so powerful. They're picking up the conversation from outside, from across the street at the neighbor's house. That's how loud. That's how loud he's talking. <laughs> oh my God. Let let me do this. Hold on, y'all. You can hear everything with this microphone. Good Lord, you can hear rap pee on cotton. But anyway, so I sat there. Um, and prayed because I said, Lord Jesus, you are the supplier of all of our needs. Jeremiah needs glasses. He cannot see without them. That's 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 the bottom line. He can't see without the glasses. Okay? He he was <laughs> will start squinting and some more stuff, trying to figure out why is it that he can't see. So I, I sat there, she said, Well, Miss Dool, uh, we do have a special, so that's the great part. And so um I said, Well, okay. 
Let's work numbers. And she showed me which case in the store that I could choose from. That was um, the special, the special y'all. Let me tell y'all something. These eyeglass vendors and stuff like that are full of it. You know, when they, when they have discounted frames, they should, most of these frames should be in the trash. Let me just start. Let me just go there. They should just be in the trash. I mean, some of them things, you know, goodness well, look like they got from the thrift store uh, from when Aunt Janie and Uncle Paulie was alive. Them things, them frames were so old. Uh, they look like something from that 70s show. They look like the glasses that the little pedophiles would wear in the vans with the tinted windows. You know, the big conversion vans from back in the day. They used to pull up. Hey, baby, them kind. Uh-uh. Listen, my son had thick lenses. Y'all knew that. So don't, don't, you know, don't come over here thinking that, okay, if I show her these, she going to get mad and go over there and buy the more expensive frames. No, I'm not. I said, God, there is a frame over here in, in the special area that is affordable and that's going to hold his lenses up. Show me where it's at. Cause I don't have $600 for glasses. I don't. So by the time we, you know, found a frame, we picked out one that would greatly, you know, that we thought would would work. And she worked the numbers, y'all. And with the warranty, the transition lenses that he needed, the frames and his thick lenses, the glasses uh, came out to be two hundred and fourteen dollars. Listen, I'm going to tell y'all this and I'm going I got homework to do. God is the ever present help. When you pray to him and ask him for help, he shows up. It it doesn't matter that you don't get to orchestrate or see how he's going to show up. He does. And so, listen, y'all, I didn't even have that. I had half of that thinking, okay, I got a hundred some dollars I could put down on it. And then, you know, like I said, I would go back and pick the glasses up because it's going to take at least three weeks for his glasses because his resolution, I mean, his prescription is so high. And that's what she said. Miss Dua is going to take a few weeks. I said, yeah, I know he's been here before. It takes a few weeks because of the nature of his glasses. Yes, I'm aware. Thank you. Thank you for that. I didn't have the 214. I said, okay, uh, I have a hundred, you know, to put down. And then I'll come back and get the glasses in three weeks. She said, no, ma'am, you have to pay the full. You have to pay for it in full before we do it because we've lost too, we've lost too much money with people giving us partial payments and not coming back to get the glasses. And I said, I'm sorry. I said, let me apologize to you. The sign right there clearly says payment is rendered. Payment is, you know, payment is due. When services are rendered, full payment is due when services are rendered. I said, mom brain, I, I, I'm so sorry. So then y'all had to phone a friend. I had to make a phone call because I didn't have that. So I called, I called my aunt and said, Hey, can you, can you give me $214? Cause that's what they want for his glasses. And I don't have that. I said, I don't have that. I said, so, uh, I said, I have, I have a hundred in my, you know, account, but they want the whole thing. And she said, well, why didn't you tell me before you left? I said, no. I said, I ended up over here because I was, I went to go get water. And I said, oh, I was supposed to take these glasses, get this prescription. Let me get on with it. I'm not going to let another day go by. I said, so I went because I remembered. <laughs> and I thought I had it all under control and that I didn't need no help. Listen, y'all, there are times in your life where you think you got it all figured out. And you think you got it in, you, you got it under control and you don't need nobody's help or intervention or whatever just to discover the exact opposite. You do, you absolutely do need somebody's help and somebody's intervention. And there will be a time where you're going to meet that, you're going to meet the road 
And even at that road, God is going to be there standing at the end of the road going, here you go. It's about time you got here. Jeremiah needed glasses, y'all, because he'd been wearing the old ones. But because I knew I did not have the capacity to purchase them, I didn't go and seek help from anybody else. Here's the thing. My grandmother taught me this. When you have a need, go to God first. Because what happens is people will sit there and t- ask you what you need help with and then talk about you behind your back and then say, oh, why, why she don't have money to get this boy no glass? Why she don't have because she got this, this and that. Monique don't have this, this and nothing. Monique is in school. God is supplying our need. We the car is still in the driveway, y'all, and I testify about this all the time. Our wheelchair accessible van is in the driveway still, fully insured still. The rent is paid still, the water is still running, the electricity is still electricity in. God is faithful. We got a, a refrigerator full of food and some more stuff. God is faithful. Okay? And so it was it was my fault. It was my fault, y'all, because life went by so fast. I'm like, okay, he got glasses. You know, they're holding up. He doing good. I got time to get this together. This is what we do with our lives. We see that we have a need. And instead of addressing the need, when we need to address it, we feel like, oh, we got time. Don't we do it? Amen, somebody. Put your hand up. You do it. I'm going to show you why. Or I'm going to show you how. You do it with your health. Oh, well, I'll go to the doctor next year. It's not. I'm, I'm not. I don't need a checkup right now. There's nothing wrong. Oh, it's just a little pain. I took some time to go away. I don't have time for that right now because I got to go to work and I can't take off work. Now, I don't need to address that situation in my marriage. It's not that big a deal. We know how to communicate and, and we're good. Don't we do it? We do it all the time. I don't need to go to the store yet. I got 12 slices of bread left. I ain't, And you wake up the next day and it's five feet of snow on the ground. You had every opportunity to remedy whatever the, oh God, here we go. You had every opportunity way before it got to that point to remedy the problem. We are lazy. We are procrastinators. We, unless it's something that's going to immediately benefit us and we gung ho about it, we're going to wait till the ninth hour. We wait till the ninth hour and then we get upset when God does not come through for us. I couldn't be mad at that. Look how long I took with that prescription. It was almost at the two year mark. God, I'm sorry. I repent. I had no idea. It didn't feel like it to me. It felt like we had just went to children's not even a year ago and, and Jeremiah phased out and I'm, you know, r- racing against time to make sure I'm meeting milestones and all that. I'm trying to make sure I'm meeting deadlines and making sure his appointments are current, his prescriptions are current, his supplies are ordered, making sure he got, you know, staff to come and help me uh, take care of him now because because he's a whole grown man. I'm in school. I have this ability, LLC. I'm writing books and all that. I got stuff. But the word says to whom much is given, much is required. What does that what does that mean, Monique? That means that if you have much on your plate, then much more is required for you to maintain what you have. And that means discipline. That means commitment. That means setting boundaries. And I talked about that in two shows ago. It means that you can't, you can't, you can't exert the same amount of energy with the little now that you have much. Oh no, you gotta match energies. Oh, listen y'all, when y'all say matching energies, y'all really don't need to use that statement because if people are being sinful towards you and you're matching their energy, that means that you're being sinful to them and that's not of God. Uh oh, that's another show. 
But what I'm saying to you is this. If you got the, the more you get, the more God enlarges your territory, the more strength it takes to maintain said territory and to do what God has called you to do. Whatever he called you to do, he has given you the tools to do it that will please him. And it starts by faith. You can't do the same old thing in a new place. If you get a house and you if you go from being in a one bedroom apartment to a six bedroom house, there's more to clean. There's more area to cover. The kitchen is bigger. The bedrooms are bigger. You have more bathrooms. You have more space. You you can't you can't use the same tactics that you use in a one bedroom in a six bedroom. You can't you can't you can't do that. You you only had that little you only had about a thousand square feet to clean in a one bedroom, maybe. Now you got four thousand square feet. Okay, if you only clean one thousand square feet out of your four thousand square foot home, guess what's gonna happen? You're gonna be living in filth. Cause you gotta do all of it now. You can't skip the parts of it that you want in the six bedroom. In a one bedroom, you could get away with putting stuff in the room because can't nobody see that in the room. You try to keep the living room a little clean with company come over and all that. But in a six bedroom, it's going to show eventually that you are not keeping up. You are not keeping the place. So it is with, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. So it is with your spiritual life. Listen, <clears throat> even the sinners know that you ain't praying and living for Christ. Uh-oh. The sinners know you ain't about it, about it with God like that. And the body of Christ, those who have the ears of the spirit and have eyes of the spirit can see that you ain't you ain't occupying until he come. You just doing whatever it is you think you're big enough and bad enough to do. Lottie D, that's all. You're not doing nothing. You're not doing nothing that is going to bring God glory. We know that you ain't keeping your temple up. Listen. We know you're not taking care of your bodies like you should. Healthcare is at an all-time high. Everything is high now. Doctors' visits are high. Medications are high. They, they, the hospitals are packed, and it's not. And it ain't even because of generational curses, more or less. It's us and our choices. It's us and our choices. You can't do the same things at 40 and 50 years old that you did when you was at 18 and 21 to your bodies. It's not going. It ain't happening. Your body going to let you know who's the boss. If you don't get enough sleep and you don't eat right or drink enough water, keep on. You can't do that. To whom much is given, much is required. It takes more to take care of yourself as you age because your body doesn't heal as fast. Your metabolism ain't moving like it used to. And all of that, your joints and all that kind of stuff are, are morphing, you know, into aging and your bones are becoming brittle. Your mind may not be as sharp or whatever the case may be. Your vision is getting. You got to do more now than you ever had to do. We're in the latter part. We're in the latter part of 2023. We've had to do more this year than we've ever had to do across the board. Think about it. But yet God is still faithful and he's still merciful. He's still providing. Hallelujah. He's still healing. He's still delivering. He's still saving. And most importantly, he's still God. He is God all by himself. The word says so. Oh, God. Oh, God. He is God and God alone. Beside him, there is none other. There's none other beside him. 
Hey, 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 God, yeah. Listen, y'all. <laughs> Jesus, thank you. God is a very present help in the time of trouble. God is a very present help. I don't care what you're facing. Don't lose your faith. I thought I was ready for what I was getting myself into, getting these glasses. I was nowhere. I wasn't even prepared. I wasn't prepared for what they was going to say, but God knew and he sent somebody to help me because Jeremiah needed the glasses. He gave me what I needed y'all all week long. He gave me what I needed all week long. He gave me the wherewithal to do what I needed to do and to get what I needed to get. It doesn't matter what's in the bank account. It's not important. It's important, but it doesn't matter because God supplies. He knows what you don't have and what you need exactly when you need it. Who is to say that if I got the glasses back then, we first got them, if they would be broke now like the other ones were. He had a ram in the bush. I had a spare pair that Jeremiah had that I had to use until I get these. God knows, y'all. That's all I'm saying. It will behoove you to get into God's presence. And stay there as long as you can. Spend quality time with him. Stay there. Get the help that you need. Get the strategy the strategy that you need. Stay there. Ain't nothing else out here that important. Ain't nothing out here more. Listen, ain't nothing out here more important than God and his, and, and, and his oh God, and the calling he has on your life. And your relationship with him. Nothing is nothing else is more important. I don't care what you're talking about. Because if you don't have that with him, everything else around you is going to fail. Your relationships are going to fail. Your friendships are going to fail. Your business is going to fail. Your health is going to fail. Your life is going to fail. There is no life outside of Christ. There is no real life. You're just existing. Marking time until you take your last breath. There's no life. There, There's no joy. There's no peace without Christ. Only what you do for Christ will last. I say it all the time. Oh, God has the answer that you need. But you can't go outside of him to think that you're going to get his answer without consulting him. Who knows the mind of Christ other than Christ? Who else you going to ask? Nobody. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. You can't expect to get godly counsel from the ungodly. <sighs> Listen, y'all, I got to go. I got to do homework. I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. Listen, if you don't know Jesus Christ in the pardon of your sins, this is the moment for you. God loves you. He died for you. He has the best for your life. He he has your best intentions in mind. 24 7 365 he loves you he have plans to prosper you to give you an expected end but if you don't know him you won't know that if you don't serve him you won't know that if you don't have any faith you won't know that if you want to be saved simple as that this is simple if you want to be saved god forgive me for my sins i repent first step God, I'm godly sorrow, sorrowful for my sins. I'm asking you to come into my life and be my Lord and Savior. I believe that you are the Christ, that you bled, suffered, and died on the cross for me, and you rose on the third day.
God raised you from the dead and you're seated in heavenly places with the father. Simple. We don't over talk it. We don't overthink it. Mean it when you repent because we constantly screw up every time we we screw up through our actions, our thoughts, our intentions, our motives, all of it. So you have to repent. Ask God to create you a clean heart, renew a right spirit in you. And if you did that, guess what? Welcome to the body of Christ. You'll say, welcome to the body of Christ. You'll save. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you will confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. That's it. Relationship. We do relationship around here. We don't do religion. Relationship. We are sons and daughters of God. We do relationship, not religion. Serving Christ and being in the body of Christ is a relationship with God. A relationship with God. Ain't nobody say join a religion with God. We say relationship. Total difference. And once you do that, shop for a church home that is teaching the inerrant word of God and has the fivefold ministry gifts in the building. Okay, shop for a church. Say it with me, y'all. All of my people who join me on a regular basis. Don't just join the church because Shay Shay, Ray Ray, and Bebe and them go there. Just because Big Mom and them go there. That may not be where God wants you to be. Ask him where he wants you to be. He speaks. And if you can't not hear him and you don't have the person of the Holy Spirit, ask him to fill you. F-I-L-L and he will. And he will speak to you. Spirit to spirit. Understand that it is the presence and the essence of God. It is the power and the, oh, it is the empowerment of God. Ooh, the third person of the Holy Trinity, the Holy Ghost. Hey, woo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh, (laughs) y'all. Fire. It's the Holy Ghost fire. Mm, 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 mm. Okay, y'all, I'm trying to. The Holy Ghost. Hey, the Holy Ghost will tell you not to join that church because the people ain't right. He'll tell you, get out of there. If you're already there, get out of there. He'll tell you, don't start business with that person. They're crooks. Even if he don't tell you why, if he tells you, no, trust me in my pinky toe, trust him and accept his no praise him for it. There's a reason he can see past you. The Lord can see past today and next week and next year. I don't care how much money they offer you. I don't care what the benefits package are. If God says no, you better go. I don't care that you was in love with him or her and y'all spent your entire lives and childhood together and you got the biggest ring you've ever got. You lived in the biggest house you've ever got. You got two or three cars that you never expect him or her to buy you and your bank account is fatter than Fat Albert. If God tells you to go, you better jet it out of there. We got to stop trying to turn God's no into a yes and then we are utterly destroyed. Listen, you may not be able to go back and repent and start over. That may be the end of you because of your disobedience. This is the earth that we live in. And we can't afford to make these these mistakes like we don't know better. And we don't hear God. We hear God all the time. Y'all always say this. Well, something told me. No, that something was someone. And his name is Jesus. That was God. You know why? I'm going to prove it to you because the devil is not going to tell you to do anything positive or loving or just or admirable or moral. That's how you know. 
I just taught you how to hear the voice of God in less than two seconds. That's it. <laughs> it's not brain surgery. Now, if, he, if you hear a voice telling you to get even, to, to, to do them like they do you and all that, that's not of God. Anything that is the opposite of God is the enemy. Simple as that. And if you're not sure after all of that, because sometimes he is, try, he, he try to be cunning, try to spirit by the spirit. People always show and reveal themselves. The Holy Spirit answers and shows you. Don't ignore his signs. Don't he don't don't ignore God's warnings. And God's responses and God's directions don't. And once you found a church home, ask God what he wants you to do. Y'all don't just go. As soon as you join the church, you in the choir and all that kind of stuff. Get acclimated with Christ. Find out who he is. Get acclimated to him. Allow him to speak to you and tell you what auxiliary to be in. Yes, we know you could sing the heavens down. Yes, we know you could pray into the third and fourth dimensions of heaven. But that, that may not be what God wants you to do at this moment because you just gotten saved. There's some stuff God needs to clean out of you. Let him do it. Let him prune you. So then you won't bleed on people when you do go pray and you go sing and you go worship. It won't be tainted. Work with God and he'll work with you. Okay. Okay. I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. Thank you for your calls and your, and your inboxes and all that. And your love and support. Listen, head on over to my link tree. That's L I N K T R dot E E slash Monique D U E L L to see everything. You will see this ability merch store. You will. There's a form there to contact me if you are um, interested in booking me for your conference, your seminars, your prayer groups, whatever it is that you got going on. I do respond. OK, my inbox is always open. If you need to talk or, or, or have a prayer request or whatever, follow me all over social media. I am Monique Duel, except on Instagram. I am Miss D-E-E-R-E-I-G-N, Miss D-Rain. I am on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Clubhouse, Wisdom app, YouTube, TikTok. I'm everywhere. And before I go, shout out to uh, Yvonne Mann, who had me on her uh, show this past week. The interview was phenomenal. We were talking about uh, grieving. We were talking about overcoming grief and things like that. So shout out to Yvonne, man. Thank you for having me on your show. It was indeed a blessing and a privilege to be on your show. Y'all can check that out. That is also on my Linktree page. Or you can head on over to YouTube and type in um, Yvonne Mann, M-A-N-N, and you will see me. You will see my um, picture, um, the the picture and things like that, that, that uh, is... Um, you know, the pictures that they put up when they post the videos and things like that. It's there. Uh, it's called Determined Women of Destiny. And you will see the gold crown in the DWD. And the title of the episode is called Growing from Grief. It was amazing. It was beautiful. Grief is still a gangster, y'all. If you have not ordered any of my books, you are able to. You are able to do so. The, my All of my books, Grief is a Gangster, Handicap Mom, Lessons I Learned Through Cerebral Palsy, Jeremiah the Jackrabbit, Caregiver CPR are all on Amazon. Or as I always say, you can inbox me and order them direct from me with two-day shipping. I will autograph them and send them to you. Uh, uh, 
Caregiver CPR is on the Walmart app. It is not in the store on the shelves. It is only on the app. You could check that out. Uh, so thank you. Thank you for your love and support and all of those kinds of things. I don't take lightly that you guys have been following me since episode one and we are on episode 95. God is enlarging our territory, y'all. We're going on up. We're going up and we're growing in grace with God. I love y'all. Thank you. Whatever it is you have done for me throughout these years, uh, whether you've contributed to this ability or showed up at any of my events, unbeknownst to me, prayed for me. Thank you. So let us pray. Father, we thank you. We honor you. We glorify you, God, because you are God, because you are good. Thank you for your grace and your mercy, Lord. Thank you for having a moment with Moni. We thank you for Pastor Daniel and the Hot Radio Network for allowing us to enlarge the ministry that you have given us. Thank you, Lord God, for everything that pertains to life and godliness. We appreciate you, God. Your word says, Lord, in all things, give thanks for this is the will of God concerning you and Christ Jesus. Father, we thank you that even in the, in the midst of our grief, even in the midst of life, lifing, Father, we can come to you for help and hope and healing, God, because you are a very present help in the midst of trouble. Thank you for providing for us this week. Thank you for giving us this day. As a matter of fact, Lord God, our daily bread, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. O oh God, you are the God of all flesh, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for keeping us from falling and giving us hinds feet to stabilize us, oh God, in this rocky and uncertain times we're living in. Thank you, Lord, that you have not forgotten to do not one thing for us, oh God, and you continue to show yourself mighty and show yourself strong, oh God, in our lives. We give you glory, honor, and praise, oh God. Thank you for the listeners, oh God. And I pray for every household under the sound of my voice who will hear this replay and the other replays. God, minister to them in a way that they know that it is you. Father, we love you. We give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Listen, y'all, before I go, I want to say this. Uh, if you ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, understand that you are talking to God spirit to spirit and you're going to babble for a little bit. You're going to be saying la la la, ba ba ba, whatever syllables God give you. Keep going. Build yourself up in your most holy faith. And after a while, your tongues will mature. Don't overthink it. Just allow the Lord to take you in his presence. And don't be afraid because he is so loving and so gentle, y'all. He is so beautiful. So don't overthink it. Ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. That's the power of God. That is your direct communication with God. When human words, which is our native language, isn't enough. You can speak to God in the spirit and he knows exactly what you're saying. And if he wants you to know what you're saying, he will give you the gift of interpretation. If you ask him and he wants you to have it, he will do just that. All right. I love you guys. Have a great week. And thank you for tuning in into another episode of having a moment with Moni Radio here on the world winning hot radio network from Benin, Nigeria. And I'm gone.